When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Joining us on the Roman Guest Line, our friend, our pal, our brother, from 92.9 The Game Atlanta, Mark Zeno. Mark, thanks for joining the show this evening. How are you? Guys, I am well. I'm back from the depths of central Pennsylvania, uh, which I recommend no one absolutely ever go to on vacation. So there's that. Mark, I appreciate that PSA. We will stay far away from uh, central Pennsylvania, and we'll start showing up to wherever Anthony Rizzo is because he just hit a three-run shot, and he looks healthy. Um, of all the stuff that's kind of come down the pipeline in the ML- MLB over the past few days, specifically today, Mark, what's one move that has been made at the ahead of the deadline that's gotten your attention uh, in the uh, MLB market, betting market specifically? I mean, look, the one thing that has gained a lot of traction, I know it's not really a move as much as it is a signing, but Break me off some Austin Riley as now the second MVP, second favorite to win the MVP in the NL behind Paul Goldschmidt, and he just gets locked up with a 10-year, $212 million deal. I mean, here's the interesting case about Riley for the MVP, who's now plus 750. Now, Goldschmidt's the odds-on favorite at minus 155, and it will be tough for Riley to do it. But right now you're looking at, outside of home runs, Riley is top 10 pretty much in every major category with the exception of batting average. But all the ones that we, we like to get excited about, home runs, RBIs, OPS, slugging, all that stuff. And if he has another month like he did in August, like the one he had in July, he's going to be a lot closer to this thing. I don't think that number starts to fade um, and goes up from plus one to 750. I think it goes down. I I think he's got a legitimate shot. And again, if the Cardinals fade and don't end up making the postseason and the Braves overtake the Mets with Riley playing the way he is and Ronald Acuna playing the way he is, which is like non-existent these days, It'd be hard for me to look at a betting market for Austin Riley not to be a, a good bet to, make, to take the uh, NL MVP. Yeah, Mark, I'm glad you went there because I'm looking right now at the NL East and a lot of these divisions, there's really no reason to bet them unless maybe you think, you know, the Cardinals plus 190 and the NL Central is a good bet since the Brewers did trade away Josh Hader. But I'm looking at the NL East right now and the Mets are minus 300. DeGrom comes back tomorrow. We'll see what he looks like. But the Braves are sitting there plus 240, three games back as of today. Any uh, reason to jump on Atlanta, or do you think that the Mets ultimately win this division? Well, it really comes down to this huge five-game series that they have Thursday through Sunday coming up this weekend at City Field. Yeah, you know, look, if either if you win three out of five, either team you're only changing the game, right? But if you win four out of five, that's a three-game swing. That's the thing that either ties the Braves with the Mets or puts the Mets six games in front, and you feel like they almost locked this thing up with less than two months to go. So it's really going to be a huge series, and they're going to get Scherzer and DeGrom in this series on Saturday and Sunday. So uh, they're going to get the best from the New York Mets, and it's really going to be a good litmus test for the Braves to see if they actually can catch this team. 
I have a little bit of concerns about the back end of the Braves' rotation with Charlie Morton and Ian Anderson. Those guys have been struggling mightily. Uh, but the Braves can score runs, and that's the one thing they can do. Can they do it against the Mets pitching? It's probably a different conversation. I still give the edge to the Mets, but, uh, you know, listen, backing the defending World Series champions to overtake the Mets is not a terrible decision. I'm curious, uh, Mark, as we're talking about the trade deadline and some of the moves that these teams have been making, in the AL specifically, it feels like there's a real battle going on in terms of who's the king of the hill between the Astros and the Yankees. And they're operating as if that's really the case as well. You've got the Astros acquiring Trey Mancini uh, as well as uh, Christian Vasquez. And then you have the the Yankees who out who go out and get Frankie Montas, they go out and get Ben Attendee, and then they go out to get some middle relief as well. Between those two teams, who do you think set themselves apart during this trade deadline? And I, I would assume they're not even done. No, I, I don't think so. But I, I'm a Yankees fan. I think the Astros are the better team. Right. I think they're going to beat the Yankees. I don't think it's a, a rough thing for any Yankees fan who watches the Yankees play the Astros knows that they're not mm. better than that team and knows that because they have beaten up on really sour competition for the beginning part of the year, um, they got a head start. Look, the other thing that's happened with the Yankees is their pitching is starting to fall apart. You know, there was a point, guys, in mid-June where the worst ERA of any starter was Garrett Cole. He was the only guy in the starting staff with an ERA above three at one point. I mean, that was in the middle of June. That's why they were playing 700 baseball, because everybody else was pitching out of their mind. All those guys have come back to earth, and the Yankees have come back to earth. And while Aaron Judge should be the MVP, and I'm so over the show, Hey Otani Love, I can do a whole hour on that a lot right Thank now. Thank you. Right Thank now you. We did it but last week for you, Mike. We, we, yeah, we, we got I, it done, Mark. Whatever. It just, <laughs> I mean, a, a guy who's not top 10 for, for offensively for the MVP and not top 10 for the Cy Young. But, hey, let's just give him an award because he's good at both. <laughs> the, the math doesn't add up. That's 2 plus 2 equals 100. Try again. Back to the Astros, though. They're just so loaded, man. I mean, their pitching is so good. They have such timely hitting. Um, it, they scare the hell out of me as far as being a Yankee fan is concerned. But objectively, that's a better team um, than the Yankees are. And they got the right guy in Trey Mancini. That's going to be a difference maker mm-hmm. uh, in that lineup. And that's the one thing the Astros really needed was another bat to bop the ball out of the ballpark, and they might have just found it with Mancini. We're joined now by Mark Zeno of 92.9 The Game Atlanta, talking all things MLB and maybe a little NFL before we get him out of here. Reminder to check out the podcast. Just type in BetMGM tonight on the Odyssey app. Mark, I got to ask you about my guy, of course, Juan Soto. You can't have a, a trade deadline conversation without bringing up his yeah. name. Uh, what do you think or where do you think he ultimately ends up? Do you see him being in the Washington National red, white, and blue past the deadline date, or do you think he gets moved uh, prior to that? I think he doesn't get moved before the deadline. Like, this is so complicated. Let me ask you a question, guys, objectively. Why would you trade for a player like Juan Soto and not have a contract extension in hand for Exactly. Him? Right. Yeah. right? Like, it just, it just doesn't make sense to do it unless you can afford to sign him. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, look. If you, if you, let's say you were a team, hypothetically speaking, like the Dodgers, or maybe even somebody who is willing to part with prospects because they don't care and they can pay anybody else in two years if Juan Soto doesn't want to stay there, right? I can see a team like that making the trade for him and use him as a rental for a year and a half, squeeze the most life out of it you can, and let the guy walk. But that's a ton of prospects to give up to not be able to keep this guy long term and have him walk somewhere else. So uh, if, if you're content with getting him, for a year and a half of team control? Okay. Uh, I wouldn't advise that. I mean, to give away the haul of what it's going to get Juan Soto, you're going to have so many other holes and so many other spots that you're going to have to fill. You better have him locked up as a corner piece of your organization 
for the next 10 years. So, again, I, I don't see him being moved because it's going to be super hard to get a team who's willing to do it. And whether it's the Yankees, whether it's the Dodgers, whether it's one of these other – I mean, the Mets may be the biggest team to do it, and the Nationals would be nuts to trade him to the Mets. I mean, that would just be lunacy. Um, that said, you know, I, I think in general, if you can't get him to a contract extension, and that's the hard part because his agent is Scott Boris, why would you trade for him at this point? Curious, Mark, as a Yankees fan – a lot of Yankee fans on WFAN, when I go on on Saturday, want the Yankees to go out and get Soto and basically replace Aaron Judge and not offer Aaron Judge what he's asking for. Your thoughts on that as a Yankee fan? I feel like Aaron Judge is worth all of it. I mean, in terms of marketability, in terms of performance, and he's been underpaid on the front end, so why not overpay on the back? Look, you hit it right on the head, Tristan. What the deal is with Aaron Judge is that he's basically the face of baseball. He's certainly the face of the Yankees, and he certainly is a marketing machine. You know how many 99 jerseys there are running around? Mm-hmm. Hell, my kids, that's one of the only players they can name is Aaron Judge. You know, like it, everybody knows Aaron Judge, and he's having a year that when it's all said and done, I think will be one of the top 20 seasons in Major League Baseball history that we'll talk about, right? That said, my stance as a Yankee fan is very simple. If you win the World Series, let him walk. Let him go. Do we, the lesson from the Braves which, with Freddie Freeman is after you win a World Series, don't overpay your superstar. Let somebody else do it, period. Now, it's not like Freddie Freeman's having a bad year or he's not worth the money, but the Braves provided themselves with so much more roster flexibility by not locking Freddie Freeman into that contract and have so many other things that they can do going forward. If you're the Yankees and you win the World Series, I would let Judge walk, especially since it's a guy who has a propensity to be hurt, right, won't produce these numbers again. He'll be good, but the idea that Aaron Judge is going to hit 50 home runs every single year, I mean, we're talking, you know, Hall of Fame stuff. Like, are we ready to put that that title on Aaron Judge at this point? Even the most optimistic Yankee fans would be a little bit hesitant to do that. So, again, if they lose the World Series, I think you have to keep them because, again, it's it's a marketing thing. It's a, He's a machine monetarily for the organization. But if you win the World Series, it pays for the marketing pays for itself, right? You don't need him there. Uh, he can go play in another uniform. And I think Judge is ready to do that. But, you know, uh, again, I have a hard time nowadays more than ever paying guys for what they've already done for you, right? Pay them for what they can do for you in the future, not for what they've already done. Hey, Mark, that's a controversial take, brother. But Very. I'm on, but I'm on, I actually kind of more on your side. I, 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 hey, I, I think they should trade him to the Cubs. Hey, Aaron Judge, man. <laughs> hey, everybody, everybody looks great when it's good. guys, uh, what do we got? Ian Happ. Uh, we got uh, Ronnie Woo Woo we'll throw in there for you. Woo-woo. Everybody looks Woo-woo. great when it's uh, when it's bag time. Well, we've seen every a few guys get the bag and then forget how to play baseball. Uh, Mark, before we get you out of here, I want to ask you about your Atlanta Falcons. Uh, their win total right now at BetMGM is one of the higher uh, win totals on the board. Four? Uh, it's four and a half minus 115 to the over. So, Mark, what are you? what's the state of Atlanta in about two minutes or less? And what are you doing with that number over or under? OK, look, I, I've studied this and I, I'm actually going to go over, believe it or not. Yes, it's Marcus Mariota. And yes, it's Desmond Ritter. But I have a ton of faith in Arthur Smith as a head coach and, and what they're building offensively with this team. In reality, for them to get five wins, if you look at their schedule, guys, it's not impossible. But it's this isn't really a lot of trust about the players per se, as much as it is about the coaches and the scheme that they're going to run. I mean, they have a very tough opening schedule. And the problem is when you're betting a win prop total is you've got to look at the first six weeks and how many wins can they steal early on 
to get you where you want to. Because what happens after weeks four and five and six? Guys get hurt. They're not playing. You know, the, you know things change. Offense may be bad. Defense may be good. Whatever it may be. And the Falcons have a murderous stretch to start the year. Saints, Rams, Seahawks, Browns, Buccaneers, 49ers, Bengals. Gross. Mm. It looks like one win on that schedule, possibly against the Seahawks, which, oh, by the way, is in Seattle, and they might not even win that one. So um, they have a really, really tough go of things at the outset. But given the fact that they face the Panthers twice, the Bears and the Commanders, uh, that feels like four wins. Possibly the Steelers, if they take one from the Saints, another possibility. And, oh, by the way, don't discount the fact the Buccaneers in Week 18, who might not be playing for everything, anything rather, in resting starters, the Falcons might be able to steal a win to get the five there. All right, Mark, appreciate you, brother, for breaking down ATL. Can't wait to talk to you soon. Have a good evening, my friend. Thanks, guys. You're the best. See you. Our guy, Mark Zeno from 92.9 The Game Atlanta, joining us on the Roman Guest Line. Reminder, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Just go to GetRoman.com slash BetQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BetQL now to get $15 off your first month. Yo, I love Mark, but uh, uh, Tampa Bay has no shot at losing to Atlanta unless Brad Johnson comes back to play quarterback <laughs> from the year 1998, brings Warwick Dunn, Mike Allstott, and uh, Warren Sapp with them. No chance, Mark, man. Mark gave me the <laughs> no, least no amount of confidence Dude. in an over I've Dude. ever received from anybody on the over. He said, I'm actually going to take the over. And then, and proceeded, then proceeded to tell to us s- why it was a bad idea. It was idea. about like, hey, man, I know Mariota and Desmond Ritter are not great. I know that. You know what? Actually, the reason I like the over is because the coaching staff is great. You can't start your win total breakdown oh with telling me how good and the I know coaching that the first staff is. I know the first six weeks are an absolute murderer's row. Murderer's row. And that's important because after that, Dude. guys get injured, but take it. I don't I'm know like, that they, they get Alabama. In then, fact, I really, I'd probably make Alabama pick I might, out of I think I think I might take Bama. No Seriously. And then he in said, you know what? Week 18. Hey, week 18, Tampa to end the season. They could still win there. That's how you know someone doesn't believe in their winter. Oh, Chris but I love Mark. Chris Sims is starting love quarterback. Him. I love, love Mark. Him. I didn't hate his Aaron Judge, his Aaron Judge take either. I did. 